Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Straight Talking English. It is our Halloween special. I am Catherine, your host as I have been for the last year and a half. I am STR8 Talk English on Twitter. You can find my stuff at straighttalkingenglish.co.uk. If you would like to buy the book that goes along with the regular Frankenstein series from which we are taking a very short break, you can do so straighttalkingenglish.co.uk slash books. Search up the full context Frankenstein on Amazon. If you go to straighttalkenglish.co.uk, click on support the project, you can make a donation, you can become a Patreon. Thank you very much, every penny counts, and you guys are awesome. So, it is officially spooky season. Very exciting. As I'm a massive goth, this is like my favourite time of the year. But, let's define what goth is. Let's define the gothic and see how much gothic we've got around today. I've picked four visual media, four forms of visual media, three movies and a TV show and we are going to decide how gothic they are. First up, what makes something gothic? So it needs to combine both horror and terror. Horror is like your bodily reaction to something. Think about the Saw movies, any of those like torture heavy horror which make you kind of oh your guts just do like a little knot. Whereas terror is your lurking fear. Something is following you. There is a sense of fear and suspense. And the idea gothic novel actually has both of those in it. So Frankenstein has the terror when the monster's like following him and staring through the window. And the horror is the fact the guy is digging up bits of bodies and sticking them together like, oh no, thank you. Another factor that we want to think about is the transgression of boundaries. What do I mean by that? So categories that normally should be separate, the past, the present, real, not real, tend to get mixed together. So for example, in Dracula, it's set during quote unquote the present day, the 1890s, but he goes to a distinctly medieval castle. Frankenstein, we've got real things, science, which you heard about last week, that's a real thing. Then it's got the unreal, the supernatural, hypothetical, hyperbolic, taking away that he can create this creature. Past, present, okay, not okay. A good example of this, which came up in the second wave of the Gothic later in the 19th century, is creepy things inside your home. The home is supposed to be a nice, safe, place but something happens in your home and that boundary is transgressed. Now technically a good gothic work needs to include nature and the sublime so we get images of nature like literal images like this is a forest or like natural things and then we have the sublime we have someone feeling an extreme emotion the overwhelming power of what is in front of them frequently called frequently caused by nature the sense of something greater than ourselves which comes to our consciousness as the result of looking at nature it also needs to reflect society or social issues so yeah frankenstein i'm going to come on to this in a couple of weeks reflects a lot of concerns about the French Revolution which I've mentioned but also about workers about the Luddites 
about people smashing machinery, workers taking back control from the middle classes. We've got references to the Industrial Revolution. Dracula, which again is a really crying shame because I was all set to write a Dracula book but then I remembered it's not actually on the GCSE syllabus. So I might leave it till the end of my whole project and then go back and do it, like just for funsies. But Dracula reflects a lot of fears about immigration, about scary foreigners doing things differently and a lot of fears around sexuality and female sexuality it's got to reflect what's going on in society they can't be a clear moral message either like we've got to have an ambiguous character we've got to come away from it thinking is that okay is he the bad guy is he the good guy i don't know and it's not supposed to be one of these clear like there is a happy ending because that is sort of what the gothic is against right it's against all this morality literature sort of business all right all right the first film which we are going to talk about is a series of films it is the 2008 quote unquote classic twilight the twilight saga and those of you who are fortunate never to have actually dealt with Twilight, and believe me, you're lucky, it's awful. It is the tale of a teenage girl who falls in love with a very wussy vampire who is all about abstinence. It's their romance. Him and his family try and keep her safe. Eventually they get married. She also fancies a werewolf who fancies her, but they end up not getting together because of true love. And then the werewolf fancies her baby daughter. It's a very strange book, but it was an obsession for a lot of people at the time and one that I desperately tried to avoid. Oh my gosh. So, all right, all right, vampires. So we're thinking it will be gothic. One of the things about the filmmaking of these films is they have these gorgeous landscape shots of like New England forest. Yes, there's a lot of nature. A lot of the story takes place in forests. And there is a sense of like this awe-inspiring massive forest. And if you rewatch the films, you will know what I mean. The beautiful forestry shots. It does deal with strong emotions i would not necessarily say the sublime but definitely love at first sight intense emotion experienced by everybody there are boundaries transgressed like can a woman love a vampire who's been dead for like a hundred years yeah no she fancies a werewolf weird and like one of the creepiest bits in the film is that to quote unquote keep the girl safe he has to like watch her sleep and this guy like sits in her room staring at her sleeping because he doesn't need sleep which is weird but also it transgresses a boundary the house is no longer private because matey boy the vampire can come in and stare there is some horror all right all right i did actually read them i'm gonna be honest when i used to live in china i did not have a lot of access to english language books i could read great classics of world literature which were available in the english language bookstore which is partly why i ended up so well read because like there wasn't really anything else to do or they had things which were like popular among young chinese people at the time including twilight so yeah i'll admit it i bought them and I'll give you a brief rundown of 
it's maybe it's the last one maybe it's the one before i don't know um they get married and this newly married couple have sex once and then she gets pregnant she the baby is obviously a vampire baby and the scene of her giving birth and like the baby shatters all her organs and like breaks her bones to claw out is like really disgusting I mean, I do not have children, but that scene alone would put me off. It is vile. So we have got horror. There's supposed to be terror where, like, other vampires follow her and stuff, but there isn't really. Another factor which might make Twilight gothic is it's written by a woman. A lot of the gothic genre is quite female-created. We've got written by females for females all right so i've got four reasons why it might be gothic and two reasons why it might not be yeah all right all right all right we'll say twilight's gothic but mostly because of the filmography all right all right next up on the goth countdown is actually one of my favorite films i will admit this interview with a vampire it's from 1994 and it features these vampire life story so brad pitt before like his life went really weird when he was just like a handsome man is being interviewed by a journalist about his life as a vampire and he tells this story about how like he had this mate who he had like some homoerotic tension with who turned him into a vampire and all this stuff happened i don't really want to ruin it it's a pretty good film actually it's excellent really good soundtrack too we've got an ambiguous narrator our vampire louis always presents himself as being like this innocent oh and then he made me a vampire and yeah that was bad but he's not louis is kind of a jerk the same as the other vampire in it played by tom cruise lestat he is always presented as the bad guy but he's selfish but he's not that bad we've got a lot of transgression between then and now you've got this very clear frame story which is another gothic feature both the castle of otranto which pretends it is written by ancient like found ancient documents and Frankenstein feature frame stories which places our narrative in a context but within this frame story of him being interviewed it the action switches backwards and forwards between the past and the past and the present and yeah spoiler not really that surprising like there are still vampires around now that's the twist like vampires are immortal lol it's more and more present that they can be anywhere that's transgressed we have some nature but it mostly takes place in a city there is the swamp is very important there's an important swamp and important crocodiles in it and that bit fully has the horror because they try and get someone eaten alive by crocodiles there's quite a lot of terror as well there's some scenes which are supposed to be in a catacomb which are quite scary but also it's again written by a woman it's written by anne rice she produced a whole series of these books exploring like the different characters and their backstories and to be honest like i devoured them as a teenager apparently after a certain point they get a little bit crackers and she refused an editor but despite the fact it mostly takes place in the city i am gonna say interview with a vampire yes 
it is gothic right number three is a wild card and i was trying to think of something that didn't necessarily fit into like the horror or supernatural genre but was very gothic and the thing that came up what sprung into my mind was bird box so it came out in 2018 it's a post-apocalyptic thriller basically something weird like supernatural entities or aliens or something appear and if you look at them you go mad and try to end your life but if you close your eyes you're fine and Sandra Bullock has to protect these two children, follow a message and try and get to somewhere safe. It's really, really good actually. I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I was going to. I am going to put it out there. My controversial statement of the day. I think it is really gothic. And let me tell you why, because this is my podcast and I can tell you whatever I want. There is transgression. People who would be safe going about their daily business are afflicted by these entities. There are people just walking around being happy. Then no, safety, not safe. It's very female-centred. Sandra Bullock is the only adult main character, as far as I can tell. I don't know... It is directed by a woman, Suzanne Beer, and the original novel was written by a man, Josh Malaman. So, we've got this female presence in it. There is a lot of terror. You don't see these entities at any point. It's just like this creeping, whispering, whatever. There's no horror per se, but a lot of terror. It is quite ambiguous because um, we don't find out until quite far in the film what Sandra Bullock's relationship is to the two children with her. But one of the reasons why I'm saying this is gothic is the power of nature. The only way you can tell that these creepy beings are even nearby is you see the trees moving. Most of the action takes place on a river. So nature is so important to this and their extreme fear when they see something changing in nature, maybe it's sublime? Right, I don't think there is any link to social issues. Um, and the, there's sort of a happy ending. Like, I guess, like, the happiest possible outcome. <laughs> Maybe. So, that's why I'm saying it is gothic. It is fulfilling most of the criteria. And it is really ambiguous. It is a really good film. I enjoyed it a lot. Alright, the last one, which is a series I've been raving, raving about. And the new one has just come out, but I haven't actually watched it all the way through yet because, like, I have a day job and it's kind of rubbish. Haunting of Hill House, which is tremendous television. I loved it. It's on Netflix. It is fantastic. Basically, this family are like house flippers and they move into this creepy house. One day, the dad says, quick, we have to get out of the house now. And the mum ends up dying. The dad's accused of the murder. But when these five children, brothers and sisters, grow up, they have to deal with the consequences of this creepy house. And it is proper creepy. Transgression. Yes. I told you it was a ghost story. There are ghosts in the house, but the ghosts also follow the children. Terror yes because if you re-watch it there is actually a creepy face in pretty much every shot hidden away somewhere and it is my first watch through i was like this is really uncomfortable horror 
Yes. There is a scene where um, a body falls out of a coffin, which I find rather unpleasant. Supernatural, yeah, definitely is ghosts. There's no other, like, there are no other explanations, just ghosts. And it is rather female-centred as well. Um, it's quite a mixed cast. You've got the dad, two brothers, and three sisters, and the mum. So it's nicely balanced. We don't have much nature. Everything is in a house. Sublime, yeah, not really. Ambiguity, yeah, for most of the series because like we don't know what happened to the mom it could be anything and there's a really upsetting fan theory that actually like Sixth Sense style everyone was dead the whole time and that makes me really unhappy because I like the characters but that's just a fan theory it doesn't really come into it so as a result I am saying Haunting of Hill House definitely gothic I was going to review the second one, Haunting of Bly Manor, but I know it's based on Turn of the Screw, which is a classic gothic mystery, so I figured, like, <laughs> I can't really talk about gothic when I know it's gothic, innit? I can't, I'm not really going to think about this. So, that is my spooky spooky special mini episode. Feel free to rate things which are goth in your own life. Go for it. Just tell people they're goths. Find out about goths. Be a goth on spooky, spooky Halloween. All right, I've been Catherine, STR8 Talk English, straighttalkenglish.co.uk. Buy my books because why not? What could be spookier, I guess, than buying my books? I am actually at a wedding on Halloween, a very socially distanced wedding, so I cannot think of anything less spooky, to be honest. But I hope you have a happy and safe spooky season. We have another special coming up next week on The Link Between Fireworks Night and Macbeth. Have a lovely spooky time.